Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Deacon Maureen Hagen as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and redeemer. Amen. Amen. Good morning, saints. Good morning. It is so good to be with you on this seventh day of Christmas the eve of the Feast of the Holy Name, when the only true human Jesus was circumcised, fulfilling what was to be expected of all Jewish baby boys. Now, I stand before you, a beloved child of God. God does not love me because I am perfect, far from it. God loves me because I belong to God. From before creation, God's love knew no bounds. From that love, God created the world and all that is in it and said, it is good. God loved us by calling a people to show forth God's glory. Even when they fell astray, as God's people invariably do, God sent prophet after prophet to call them back home. Finally, God sent a child to dwell among us, to share in our brokenness and pain. Yet even though the word became flesh, our hearts were hardened to that, to that love, and we rejected he who is love. But some were witnesses to that light, and have helped us to see that light, that light which is the light of the world. Fortunately for us, there were people who knew they needed a savior. Their hearts longed for the presence of the anointed one, the Messiah, this Messiah showed us the world did not need to be perfect in order to be renewed. The Messiah, being the incarnate word, poured upon us the new light, a light that was to be the light to all people. And that is good news indeed. The almighty creator of the universe so loved the world that God gave God's self to us asking us only to accept this grace upon grace, this gift upon gift. God came not to rule over us, but so we might become God's children. We need merely say yes, and we can share in the light that is Christ. Do we really grasp this? I mean, really grasp this. Do we see Christmas as a celebration of the major turning point in history, an event which takes our brokenness and delivers wholeness? Or is it instead a lovely time for family and friends to gather, to eat and drink well, to practice good cheer, to attend worship services which are almost surreal with their beautiful liturgy and resplendent music? Has Christmas become a time of frenzy a time of wanton consumerism? Was a season of Advent lost in all of this? 
And are we secretly sighing relief that Christmas is finished for one more year? If any of the above rings true, it's time to step back and take a long, hard look at ourselves. The secular world has triumphed, and we are complicit in taking what is holy and sacred and making it ordinary and mundane. In all the Norman Rockwell sentimentality, we are missing something vitally important. The incarnation, the word made flesh, the long-awaited Messiah, our Redeemer, our Savior. A generation ago, many churches adopted the mission statement to know Christ and to make Christ known. How many have lived into that mission? Have we grown deeper in our faith? Have we become a beacon of hope to a world that so desperately needs it? Are we ready to journey with others? We know how much God gave us. Everything. All that God is. God did so in order that we might join God in relationship. And what does God expect in return? Nothing less than our heart, mind, soul, and strength. All that we are. Not what is left after we have taken care of ourselves, our families, our friends. God is not something on the checkoff list, which is satisfied by sitting in a pew once a week or month or year. God wants us to be disciples who make disciples. To be a disciple means to follow Jesus, to be formed in God's image. God demands our best, our first fruits. God seeks us to be formed in God's image. How do we do this? God desires us to pray every day, to study God's word every day, to be nourished by Christ's body and blood on more than an occasional basis, to be in community with other Christians, to share the good news with the family and friends, and to serve those in need, and not just when it is convenient. One wonders if we are too comfortable as we are. After all, most of us do pretty well financially. We have friends. We have access to good schools and have good health plans. We have remained in good standing with the law and the IRS. <laughs> People like us. We come to church fairly regularly, enjoy listening to Andrea's sermons and to the music. We give money to the church, help with our feeding programs, and maybe read forward day by day a couple of times a week. We have struck a good enough balance. In the book of Revelation, the <coughs> angel says to the, Lord, the church in Laodicea that because they are neither hot nor cold, they will be spit out. The Laodiceans, believing they needed little from God, really did not invest much of themselves in their faith. Does that complacency sound familiar? Are we just doing good enough? Or could we do better, both as individuals and as com a community? When asked what would be my ideal church, I say it would be one where 20-somethings felt like they had a place. 
You see, most churches ignore this group. They are too old to be part of the youth program and too young to have much in common with the adults who are their parents' age. Perhaps because my former life brought me into close contact with this group, I seek them out. I frequently ask them, what would make you want to join a faith community? And their answers are illuminating. Almost all of them want a place where there is an authentic engagement with Christ. Sermons focused on the gospel. Bible studies rooted in getting in touch with God's word. Community which accepts all comers. Service which is transformative. An impact on the world outside our doors. They want to become disciples who make disciples. They want the light of Christ to burn so brightly within them and their community that they become the light to the nations. And you know, that is what I want too. Ever since I entered the doors of All Saints 26 years ago, I have been blessed to encounter so many people who have a heart for Jesus. They hunger to learn more about Jesus' teachings. They live out their faith through service and striving for justice. They seek broader fellowship with people who differ from them. Some even bring others to church. They want to see our faith community embark in directions which challenges us to become disciples of Christ. Ironically, many of them think they are the only ones who feel that way. I assure them that there are many who feel the same as they do. In today's reading, Isaiah tells us to praise our Lord with our whole being, definitely something which should make the frozen chosen uncomfortable. And that is exactly what God wants from us. God loves us extravagantly to our core. The incarnation testifies to the lengths God will go to take us from darkness to light. Our first step is to return to God and say yes. As we witness time after time, nothing could please God more than for someone to respond to the invitation of grace. As in the story of the prodigal son, God as father yearns for a relationship, yearns for us to know him. God is light and wants us to come into that light the light where there is no darkness at all. Come with your doubts. Come with your pain. Come with your brokenness. Without God, we live in a world without true light. That which is of the world is temporal and fleeting. It can satisfy, but for a while. Often it only anesthetizes us. When we put our security, our careers, our addictions, our greed, even our families ahead of God, we choose for darkness over light. God wants us to call him Abba, Father. God wants the very best for us. But God does not offer cheap grace. God gives us grace upon grace, gift upon gift. The gift came at great cost, and we cannot forget that by viewing the awesomeness of the incarnation through rose-colored lenses. 
The incarnation is very good news indeed because God took us as we were and chose to share life with us. God looked on all of creation, including us, and said it was good. Through the incarnation, the author of creation journeyed with those who God cre created so we could know the creator. We seek to know Christ. Church is one of the best places to start. Not only does it keep us in community and nourish us through Christ's body and blood, it provides us with space to worship, to learn more about God through scripture and sermon. We must remember discipleship is not an easy path. We need to continue in our understanding through study and prayer. We must grow in integrity through repentance and humility. We then take our blessings we have received and be a blessing to others by sharing the good news with families and friends and by serving others. If we follow these actions, if we live our faith authentically, we will be transformed into the disciples Christ calls us to be. We can then be the light to all those who desperately need God's healing and saving power. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.